Ranked choice voting works. It costs less than holding runoff elections. And studies show it's popular with voters and reduces negative attacks. That's why cities and states are looking to ranked choice voting to improve their elections. Would ranked choice voting help in your community? Find out more at fairvote.org. Waymo TV is filmed for a live studio audience being held against their will. I'm here with I'm here with Rafi on another edition of Waymo TV. Rafi, would you be so kind as to take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us what you're working on? Hi, uh, my name is Rafi Regulus. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. And I am the co-founder and president of NYC Gamers. And we are a new nonprofit. We recently got our 501c3 status this year. So that is what I'm working on. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you so much. What's uh, tell, Take us to the beginning. Like, What, what brought you into this organization or like what what made you want to just dive into this well um i first got connected to the gamer with a y community through gamer x and friends affiliated with gamer x that's another organization amazing highly recommend um looking them up um so i was a volunteer coordinator for their gamer x east convention um a few years back and it was through that that I started meeting folks that invited me to go to conventions like PAX East. And I started finding myself censoring myself around like-minded individuals. And we kept having such a great time at these events. And we kept asking ourselves, well, why is it that we're having fun in these, you know, small micro moments, right? But we're not feeling that same energy in other spaces. What's lacking and what can we do to make that happen? And that's what inspired us to take what was originally a Facebook group, NYC Gamers. And we thought of the idea of, well, what if we made it a nonprofit? And what if we started having conversations about a vision, a mission, et cetera? Um, it was a beautiful journey. And even though we got registered as a nonprofit, not even a month or two before the pandemic, we still kept pushing through and look at where we are today. Yeah. Uh, tell us about like what, what the organization offers for people that are listening and want to make a donation and want to support it. Yeah, definitely. So um, NYC Gamers, um, we empower gamers across the intersections of orientation, identity, expression, race, and ability in order to uplift and center our most marginalized community members through education, advocacy, and the creation of spaces, of safer spaces. So through education, we provide panels, trainings, and other formats where we're able to provide information in a way that is intersectional and accessible to folks across different learning curves, right? Um, through advocacy, we're able to speak with community, for community, uplift community, and talk about option clarification, because that's something that's often lacking when we're talking about advocacy, especially in gaming culture. It's about how do you make sure that the tools that are available are accessible to the people who need them the most. This is something that we're working on heavily with our friends and community partners who do things like streaming on streaming platforms, thinking about how do you make streaming more accessible and safer to folks. That's all of that advocacy, right? Um, and the creation of safer spaces. Annually, we have the Pride School Festival. That is NYC Gamers annual Gamer Pride event. We had this vision to be the first 
organization to host a gamer pride during a pride month right and we did that in new york city and this is something that started off as a virtual event in response to the pandemic i'm so glad that we've been doing it in person and we're going to continue doing it i'm already talking about what next year is going to look like it's going to be huge um and it's not just that we're also doing we're partnering with destination tomorrow that's the bronx's lgbtq center and every other friday we're doing a gamer lounge that's um open to the community but mostly catering to um trans queer um you know plc youth um between the ages of 16 to 24 though you know we get a mixed group of folks um every month we have a party at the bronx brewery in the south bronx location where we do an outdoor event called the vibe where there's just you know music and outdoor activities and all these amazing ways to just connect and enjoy and be in a safe space with people right um there are a lot of other really fun ideas coming right around the corner um I will say we also produce the Gamer Lounge with um, Geeks Out at FlameCon. That is the annual LGBTQ um, geek convention that happens in Times Square. It's actually this month. So you'll see me at the Gamer Lounge if you're going. Um, and we partner with a few other partner organizations in, um, you know, in gaming culture. We love GameHers. I'm wearing their shirt today, the GameHers. You know, uh, we love Latinx and gaming. Um, we love Dynamic Focus, one of our favorite esports teams. Um, so it's important to uplift and support organizations like NYC Gamers because we envision ourselves being this United Nations kind of model of how is it that folks are showing up and having important conversations that are impacting gaming culture and gamers and, and saying, all right, let's kind of like build coalition and let's collaborate so that we can pool in our resources and make sure that when we're having conversations with larger platforms and larger organizations, we're using similar language and we're making sure that our language is a reflection of the communities that we're serving. Tired of being tracked online? DuckDuckGo can help. Tracking is a comprehensive program. Trackers lurk nearly everywhere online for websites, emails, and even apps in your phone. That means you need a multi-pronged solution. DuckDuckGo's all-in-one privacy app can be used as an everyday browser with private search, tracking, blocking, encryption, and now email protection built in. It's the free, easy button for online privacy. Download the app today. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Hi, I'm Mike Reese. I've been writing for The Simpsons for 30 years. But in my spare time, I travel. I've been to Iran, Iraq, the North Pole, the South Pole, Chernobyl. (laughs) These are my vacations, folks. I've even been to North Korea. That's the scary Korea. It's all in my new travel podcast on the Believe Network called What Am I Doing Here? It's fast, it's funny, and it's factual enough. You'll hear how I was robbed in Rio, kidnapped in Honduras, dangled from a cliff in Pakistan, and chased by a lady with a meat cleaver again in Honduras. I had a lot of problems in Honduras. Each week I visit all the world's hot spots and hell holes so you don't have to. You're welcome. Download and subscribe to What Am I Doing Here? wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's so important. Uh, and I think it's 
it's awesome to hear about like that coordination of communication because I, I that's that's how messages stick. They're like that's how they work is when it's coming from multiple angles and everyone's on the same page. I, I'd love to hear a bit about what's brought you the most joy in working with your organization. I love that question. Um, what's brought me the most joy is it was a battle, um, a mental health battle, accepting that I was deserving and that I was worthy. And I put so much of my energy towards believing that my community was deserving that at one point I forgot that I was a reflection of the community that I'm fighting for. Um, you know, I'm black, Puerto Rican, non-binary, and yeah, I live with disabilities. I'm neurodivergent. Like there's like all these things that make up who I am and I'm constantly advocating and fighting for folks. And I eliminated myself from the equation. I was dealing with this imposter syndrome. It was through NYC gamers that I was able to remind myself through the work and with the people that I surround myself with that I am deserving of the happiness that I feel when I go to our events. And I'm not just a person that's like, let's say moderating the panel or hosting a Dungeons and Dragons game, but I actually get to have fun. And I realize I'm like, you know, I'm a part of a team of people who are creating things that didn't exist 10 years ago when I needed it the most. And now it exists and I have to allow myself, I have to give myself permission to experience that joy uninterrupted. And that, I know that that's, it's hard, right? Because you always want to keep pushing for the next thing. And, and uh, that's something comes up a lot on this show, right? Is is everybody that's a creator or working towards a big endeavor to take a moment and acknowledge the work that they've done uh, and, and enjoy it and enjoy that, enjoy that feeling. Because I, it's very easy to fall into that trap of like, here's the next deal, here's the next deal. Um let me let me ask you like what what surprised you the most though in in your time with the organization so far? Is there anything that you've learned that's been a surprise? Yeah, you know when we first and you know I like to keep it real when it comes to this because we're not even in our third year as a as a nonprofit and we just got our five hundred one c three status this year. So I try to be vulnerable when I have these conversations because I don't think that there's enough people that look like me that are having these conversations for people who are thinking of starting nonprofits, right? So something that I think about is, first and foremost, um, I came into this thinking very revolutionary. I was like, you know, oh, I have a mosquito around me, excuse me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be one of those nonprofits that are predatory and problematic. I'm going to be better than this and that and the third. And look, while it's really great to come in with that Audre Lorde mentality, like, you know, Paulo Freire, like all of that social justice, go off, you know, do it uninterrupted, unapologetic. We don't have time for respectability politics. And you have to accept that by subscribe by by participating in the non the nonprofit industrial complex you have to accept that there are some things that are absolutely out of your control you have to accept the things you cannot change for example there is a bureaucracy around having a board of directors having officers having to you know register with the state with the department of finance or whatever right and you have to you know, um, it's really surprising how, you know, we register 
for them to be a nonprofit. We get it. Great. Now we have to fundraise in order to get the money to get the 501c3. But a lot of people kept denying us donations because they were like, oh, talk to us once you get the 501c3. And we're like, well, we need money so that we can get 501c3. So again, it's just like a lot of that bureaucracy that is absolutely out of your control that you just have to accept. And and I think that that, to me, is something that still surprises me to this day. Every day I'm reading an email that challenges my morality and my ethics. And, you know, I've been elected—I was re-elected president of the board this year, you know? And something I'm constantly challenging my board to do is to challenge me, to humble me and remind me that, like, listen— it's okay to be revolutionary. It's okay to question everything. And when we do things where we are forced to sit in discomfort, we have to ask ourselves, number one, how are we holding this energy as a team? And number two, how are we explaining that energy to our stakeholders, to our community? Because it's not a secret. So we have to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I went down that not-for-profit rabbit hole, um, about six years ago, and I know how to, how challenging that can be. Did you, did you, did you go to anybody for advice? Like, where did you go to help guide you on this on this journey? Um, so, the treasurer of NYC Gamers, Robert Lopez. So, it's something funny about Robert. He is my colleague at my day job. I work with the New York City Anti Violence Project, where I'm the manager of hotline and training programs. They are a national um, organization that's um, that's located in New York City. We manage a 24-hour hotline for LGBTQ survivors of violence. So enter Robert Lopez, who's been working with me for like over six years at AVP. He also happens to be one of the founding board members. He also happens to be the elected treasurer of the board. And he also happens to be one of my best friends. And, you know, I, I always refer to like, for folks who like Grey's Anatomy, Robert is my person, you know? So he's the one that came into this and was like, okay, I have experience. I was on the board for Folsom Street East, another LGBTQ plus nonprofit organization. I have familiarity with the paperwork, the bureaucracy, all the things. And he made a commitment and I've learned so much from him, you know, as a friend, as a mentor, I've been able to, you know, um, rely on him to make sure that the tools were accessible to me. It, you know, again, someone who looks like me far in between. Right. Um, so I learned a lot from Robert and I credit him highly because he's the brains behind this entire operation. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm Icarus. You know, I'm the one that flies towards the sun. He's dataless. He's the one that makes sure that I maintain my, my course, right? Um, I also would give, you know, mad props to, you know, there's, there's folks from GamerX who I named earlier. You know, Katie's the executive director. She is an inspiration, the way that she shows up in all her proximities um, to really uplift community. The way that they deliver a message is something that I believe is a model, that we're hoping to echo, if not amplify, moving forward. The Geeks Out team, they are some of the most intentional team members I've ever met in a nonprofit in any space, right? And the fact that their board, their their project teams, I, I find people who 
look like me, right? Like you see black, queer, non-binary folks. And I'm just like, yes, let's all go have lunch together. Let's go have ramen. Let's go have coffee and let's talk about it, right? I, I, I'm so moved and inspired and motivated by all these folks. Tanya the Pass is so legendary. And Tanya is, you know, she's the co-founder and executive director of I Need Diverse Games. Look them up. Tanya is legendary. And I am constantly looking at her platform to be like, this is the bare minimum. If we're not doing anything even remotely close to that, we're not ready yet. We need to go back to the drawing board. So I, when I think about my leadership, I think about myself being, you know, um, have you ever had their quote, you're standing on the shoulders of giants? Yes. Right? I'm like, I'm in the room where it happens, but I'm grateful for the people who opened the door. And I'm grateful for the people who remind me that the table is round and that there's always space and who are constantly having those conversations, challenging what is equitable, what is intersectional, etc. This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to rosieandbjsavetheworld.com to get more confused. Do you want to grow your audience without sacrificing your privacy? Then the Stupid Sexy Privacy miniseries is just for you. It's a short, special presentation that will run every Thursday morning right here on weiwo.tv for the next 23 weeks. In each short episode, we'll teach you how to preserve as much of your privacy as possible while still participating in the creator economy. You'll also hear from top privacy and disinformation experts who will teach you how to protect yourself from fascists and weirdos. And who doesn't want that? So make sure you're subscribed to weiwo.tv where all podcasts can be found and we'll see you every Thursday morning for a special presentation of Stupid Sexy Privacy, a weiwo.tv miniseries. Tell me, tell me what's next. Tell me like what, what direction do you want to take the organization in? Um, I want to continue modeling our annual Gamer Pride event as the Gamer Pride event in New York City, hoping to extend that model to other gamer organizations in other cities. I think it would be awesome that when you're having conversations about the different borough prides and you're talking about Atlanta Pride, Miami Pride, to also see Gamer Pride the same way that you would see like Folsom and you would see, um, you know, Dyke March and you see, um, you know, other events that happen around that Pride season. The gamer community is so large and vast. And I believe that what makes our community, our subculture so unique is that it intersects in ways that often is forgotten or kind of like dismissed in conversations around pride season, you know, especially when you're having conversations like, you know, um, pride being corporate. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about how the gamer iconography can be made corporate when it's pride month and you have corporations like Microsoft selling Xbox controllers with pride flags on it. And, you know, a, proceeds are going to charitable organizations, right? Like it's give and take and gamer pride. Let's talk about it. So, so this is something that I envision NYC gamers being a part of, right? And 
a very important project that I'm very passionate about is I said earlier, I envision NYC gamers growing to being a model that's kind of like the United Nations of gaming, right? And I want us to grow to become something where we have an international coalition of queer gaming gamers and gaming organizations coming together to be able to have those conversations and to support one another so that when it's time for us to challenge federal legislation, statewide legislation, right? It's not just separate nonprofits and groups that are raising their voice, but it is this larger group coming together and amplifying a message. Yeah. And I think that it, that's how get things, that's how things get done. You know, I like, guess so when you have to, I mean, people forget that the, the labor movement is responsible for a lot of like the, the, the nine to five job, like, you know, the concept of having weekends off. But that was only because of that, the, those groups coming together and working together to push for it. And so I really admire that, that you're pushing for it, like in this, this direction. Let me, let me ask you a, a less serious question though. Like, what are you playing right now? Like, what is, what is the game uh, that you absolutely love? Oh, I love that question. Okay, so um, I give everyone full consent to judge me and shame me. <laughs> I am obsessed with Genshin Impact. I am like at the point where I set a budget for myself to make sure that I have money for food, for rent, the light bill, the phone, and Genshin. I am obs- I am a whale. And it, this is like my main go-to for self-care. I invest in it because it is my kind of like check out from reality game. I, I'm constantly just deep diving into the lore and the mechanics of it. I co-op with my friends. This is something that kept us connected through the pandemic. And that's why I have this connection to it. So all I really play is Genshin. And when I'm not playing Genshin, I'm either a dungeon master. So I run Dungeons and Dragons games. I run a monthly game. I'm in like two games currently as a player. And occasionally I'll play Overwatch right? I have friends who are trying to convince me to play Pokemon Unite. I'm like, I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> it's, it's tough to, it's tough to split your attention, but uh, yeah, there, spoons, so much. spoons, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, before I get to my last question, let me ask you, where can we find you online? Where would you like to, people to go to contribute and uh, donate to the organization? Definitely. So um, anyone who wants to connect with me, um, I love hearing from folks. Thank you so much for watching and sharing your energy with us. And you can find me at Rafi Regulus. That's Rafi, R-A-F-F-Y, Regulus, R-E-G-U-L-U-S. Um, Rafi Regulus on all social media. I prefer Twitter and Instagram, if that's okay. Um, and you can find NYC Gamers at gamers with a Y dot NYC or at official NYCG across social media, okay? So that's NYC Gamers, where the Y in gamers means you belong. Um, I, I love that a lot. Uh, it's very cool. My, my last question for you is the one I ask everybody. Like, what's, what's something that you've always wanted to be asked in an interview that, that you just haven't been asked yet? <laughs> um, the one that I typed out in an email to you earlier was super funny, but I'm just like not in the mood to say it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Cause I have this funny thing where I'm like, um, I would love to be asked like, and how can we uplift you? Like, how can we support you? Because, uh, you know, as a board member, 
I don't get paid to do the work I do for NYC Gamers, right? So a lot of this comes out of the kindness of my heart, my commitment to my community, and also my Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal is Rafi Regulus. Just throwing that out there in case any millionaires, billionaires, thousandaires want to like humble someone because think about it, the less debt I'm in, the more I can invest in the community. And I tell this all the time, even people who are donating to small organizations like NYC Gamers, I say this all the time. The $10 that you donate to a larger organization, right? While it makes an impact, it is a drop of water in a bucket compared to the waterfall of change that you can create by donating to smaller spaces, right? And I keep trying to remind myself that I am a small space with a big mouth and I am deserving of that. So I want to uplift myself in this moment. I'm glad that you did. I think you're doing tremendous work. Um, and it, it's another reminder of why we need universal basic income, honestly, because I Talk feel like, about it. uh, because, you know, so much of the work that you're doing, you, you should be compensated for it, you. you know? I mean, I think I you shared with me a little bit about yourself when we were preparing for this interview. And something that you shared with me um, that I really connected with is that you're a caregiver for your family. And I'm someone who, you know, I had both of my parents pass away within the past two years. And I know what it's like to be a caregiver for two parents who were living with dementia and having family who's living with, you know, their truth. And... I I feel that kinship and I really appreciate that. I empathize and I love that. And I think that folks like us are so deserving of the sustainability to be able to do what is important to us while still being able to just like, you know, create and, and perform and amplify uninterrupted. So I wish that for you as well. Thank you very much. And that's why the show exists, right? It's to give everyone, everyone has an opportunity to come on and talk about what they're doing. Um, so that more people can find them. Well, that's our show. And uh, our, our apologies to the band. You know, we kind of just ran out of time. That's kind of the uh, that's the nature of things. It's the, it's the name of the game. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Vaped Crusaders comes out on the 20th of every month. The 20th. You can't smoke that in here. Oh, wait, what day is it now? Do I look like a fucking calendar to you? Hey, man, I don't need all the attitude and stuff, you know? I don't I don't need it. Well, I don't need your face, your vape, or your... Are those Air Jordan 3 OGs? Yeah. Yes. Those are $4,500 sneakers. I know. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, they are. No. Wait. I don't like you. Don't make me like you. I'm not, man. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to relax, dude. I'm on to you, pal. You're trying to do some Jedi mindfuck bullshit. <laughs> and I don't I don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's the thing. You want to play mind games with me, motherfucker? All right, let's dance. <sighs>
right, sorry. Um, make sure to tune in to Vape Crusaders. New episodes are going to drop every month on the 20th, right here on Weibo.tv. Okay, your, your, your middle name is Macho, but uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever, has a Macho Man ever cried? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm gonna cry some more. But I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm gonna tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees, yeah. And I understand this. Yeah. Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know you're busy and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do. Because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right?